for a few minutes before we split up and go to our prayer time. Take your Bible, if you would, to 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, and the verse 1, and then we'll go down to verse 9 and 10, verse 19 and 21. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and uh, verse number 1. The uh, context or the subject, uh, the thought tonight is wisdom for the asking. Wisdom for the asking. So uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, remember this is where Samuel has been born. Now he's dedicated uh, to uh, the service of the Lord. He's there with um, Eli in the temple and the child Samuel, verse 1 there, the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision, precious like rare in the sense that uh, the word of the Lord was, there wasn't much concern for the word of the Lord. There wasn't much concern for following the Lord. And so, um, and there were uh, really not, there was not much going on as far as preaching and prophets. Uh, uh, and so it was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. Now look down to uh, verse 9 and 10. If you read the background a little bit, you'll see about Eli's sons, how they were sons of Belial, how he didn't discipline them, he didn't correct them, and they were just wicked people. They uh, lived for the flesh and so on. And it was just a, that was kind of the tenor of the culture at that time. But uh, down here, verse 9 uh, and verse 10, we have God calling uh, Samuel as a young child and, and uh, Eli recognizing that God's talking to him and uh, tells him how to respond to God. Verse 9, Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, if God call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. Now if you would skip down to verse 19. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and he did let none of his words fall to the ground. All Israel from Dan even to, uh, even to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And the uh, key there that I wanted to emphasize was what Samuel was told to say to God, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And so I want to talk for a few minutes about how God gives wisdom for the asking. Wisdom for the asking. First of all, uh, think about this. God gives wisdom to those that are open and desire that wisdom. Here's Samuel being told, Tell God when you hear his voice, that uh, you want to hear what he has to say. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. It'd be good for you and me to start every day when we open our Bible saying to him, Lord, speak, for I'm listening. Uh, if you speak, I'll listen and I'll respond. And that's what he told Samuel to do. God gives wisdom to those who are open to it and who desire it. In Proverbs 18 and verse 1, if you want to look there, we'll be uh, looking specifically at some details of Proverbs 18 and verse 1. But in Proverbs 18, verse 1, we read these words, Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. So first of all, God gives wisdom to those that desire it, those that are open to it. And so it is clearly stated there. Before we had a Bible, now God revealed himself through different means, didn't he? 
himself through the prophets, through the preaching of the prophets. He revealed himself through visions and revelations. He revealed himself through dreams at times, as we know with uh, the case of Joseph and others, who uh, Jacob, who dreamed dreams, and God revealed his will to them through the avenue of dreams. But um, that was before we have a bi had a Bible. Now, as Peter said, uh, over in 1 Peter, he said, uh, but now we have a more sure revelation than, than even, you know, the voice of God talking from heaven or the, the, the voice of the prophet declaring the word of God or a dream or a vision. He said we have a more sure revelation than any of that because we've got the, the book, we've got the word of God, the Bible in our hands. And so it's a more sure word and it answers um, the question of, of wisdom for us. It, it gives us the answer to our quest for wisdom. Wisdom, first of all, is to those that have an open mind and uh, an open heart and desire it. Secondly, God gives wisdom to those that separate themselves. We see it there in the second part of that verse, second little phrase there, through desire, because that's the first thing, desire and, op and openness to w receive wisdom, uh, a desire to receive it. And then a man having separated himself. God's going to give wisdom to those that have separated themselves. What are you talking about? Separated themselves from what? Well, from those that would divert them from God's wisdom. They've separated themselves from those that would divert them from God's wisdom. Here stands the atheist professor in the seminary, or the, not the seminary, well, some in seminaries too, unfortunately. Uh, but in the, in the university, the, the atheist professor his, his purpose, his main objective is to try to get anybody that's uh, got any pretense to being a Christian to deny their faith. And that's often uh, the attack that comes. So there's the atheist or the atheistic professor or those that, uh, that would deny the word of God and the power of God and the existence of God. Uh, we have a man that wants wisdom. He's going to need to isolate himself, separate himself from those influences and uh, be careful that uh, those influences aren't, uh, aren't, don't come to dominate him. Uh, so what's he to separate himself from? Well, that kind of philosophy. He's to separate himself from carnal and worldly influences and acquaintances, you know. Um, we, we need to choose our friends carefully. We need to be a little, uh, a little selective about who we choose as our friends and companions. We're, it's clear that the Bible wants us to be a witness to everyone and to try to, uh, to be the, as gracious as we can to everyone and anyone of all stripes. But for those that we choose to have an influence in our life, we have to ask God wisdom to keep from, uh, to keep from entering into uh, to relationships with persons whose uh, objectives are carnal and worldly and who would lead us away from the wisdom of God. Uh, who are we, what are we to separate from? Well, any involvements which require us to set aside our faith, to set aside our, uh, our uh, commitment to God and to His Word, any, any, any uh, involvement like that, we just need to say no to. So here's a man, he's seeking wisdom and says, I desire it. And, and then the, the Lord says, and then he separated himself from some of these other influences which are counter to biblical wisdom. Thirdly, God's uh, going to give wisdom to those who seek it. They desire it. They separate themselves. But he, here he says, through desire, man having separated himself, seeketh. So there's something else there. Seeketh, to seek wisdom. 
as our text gives to us. It, it isn't automatically imparted to you. You don't just get wisdom because, you know, you, um, you come to church or you don't just get wisdom because you've trusted Christ as your Savior and now you've got wisdom. Well, that's not how it works, is it? James 1, 5 tells us clearly that if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and, and uh, he'll uh, receive it. He'll, he'll uh, give it to him. It shall be given to him. So we get wisdom by asking God for it and by the scriptures. The uh, 119th Psalm says it this way, The word, thy word, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It gives wisdom, gives wisdom and gives me direction. Uh, and the Bereans, were, the Bereans were noted by Paul. They were complimented by Paul. He's talking to the Thessalonians and he's saying, the Berean churches, the folks there were really more noble than you guys because they uh, heard what I preached and then they went and searched the scriptures daily to see where these things be so. Uh, and so they were, they were seeking God's wisdom, searching the scriptures daily, and uh, Paul noted that about them. They were seeking the truth, searching the scriptures, seeking wisdom from God, which, which comes from the scriptures. So there you have it. Um, you know, the, the Lord Jesus Christ uh, said, uh, said that if they searched the scriptures, uh, they would reveal, uh, he, he would be revealed to them in the scriptures. He told the Pharisees that, search the scriptures for they be they which, which uh, testify of me. And so um, the, the idea of seeking uh, the wisdom of God in the word of God is what we're talking about here. Now, the alternative to that, the other side of that, is what we have been looking at in our Sunday school class in the book of Judges. We find twice in the book of Judges that the Bible says, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. In those days, there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Just everybody made their own mind up. It's kind of like America today, you know, everybody making their own mind up. But what's right to me may be not right to you, but what's right to you may be not right to me, but to each his own, and blah, blah, blah. And all of these lies, <laughs> the, the scripture certainly doesn't allow that alternative uh, view in, in order to get wisdom. We're not going to find wisdom by alternative avenues. It's uh, through the avenues that God has provided for us to get wisdom. And the book of Proverbs says it clearly. He says, be not wise in thine own eyes. You know, be not wise in thine own eyes, but seek the wisdom that cometh from above. And so, number four, God gives wisdom to those that will uh, intermeddle with it. Now, what's that old English word mean? Look at it there in the, again in that verse. Through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. Intermeddleth is a good old English word. It means to mix in and blend together with. To mix in and blend together with. So God's wisdom, God's word, God's principles into the very fiber and fabric of our lives is what he's talking about. Getting it into you, not just around you or in your head or, you know, um, or, or uh, here and there and on your bookshelf, but into you and into me, the fiber, the fabric of our lives so that the principles of God's word, the wisdom of God's word becomes more and more how we think about things. See, yeah, it is, it is uh, you know, it is brainwashing. You need your brainwashed. I need my brainwashed by the washing of the water of the Word, you know. So that's what we need. Uh, we don't need the brainwashing that the world has to offer. 
it's funny how these left, leftists and liberals get so upset uh, about any, any conservative that makes, you know, a headway in the culture. Uh, they complain about the, any of these conservatives that are making any kind of headway in the culture saying, well, they're indoctrinating people. You know, they, they got five minutes on the radio and they're indoctrinating people when the, when the liberal left has, you know, 24-7 uh, control of uh, the, the uh, media. And, and in their mind, they're not indoctrinating people with their philosophy. <laughs> so, so uh, oh, we need indoctrination, but we need biblical indoctrination. We need to be indoctr indoctrinated with truth, with the doctrine of God's Word. So, so that's what intermeddling means. It means that, uh, that blending together to the point where it's, you're one, that it's in you, that it's throughout you, that it's, uh, you know, in the way you think. It's in the way you act. It's in the way you speak. It's, uh, it's there. So uh, that's what we're talking about. You've been around people that are vulgar and crude and, and uh, nasty in their speech. It's because they've intermeddled with something besides wisdom. They've intermeddled with a, uh, a crude and, and uh, you know, a, a vulgar culture. And so they're crude and vulgar in their speech and their attitude, the way they talk and the way they live. It's, they're in, it's intermeddled. It's mixed in with them. They don't know what they're saying. They don't realize that what they sound like. Uh, and uh, it ought to be the opposite for Christians. We ought to be uh, having the culture of heaven and the culture of Christ and the culture of the Word of God intermeddled with our thinking and our speech and our actions, our attitudes. So it's, uh, you know, it's an ongoing thing. Well, we want to get to the place where we can join Paul in his assessment when he's talking to the Colossians, and he said, In Him, in Christ, we live and move and have our being. So he's just talking about being in Christ and Christ in Him to where that, to where that they're you know they're 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 uh, inseparable, uh, and and their thinking is the same. To have the mind of Christ, the, the Bible describes it. So it's not just to add into your life some scripture or some wisdom from God, but it's to make it to make it uh, dominate us for the for the Word and the Holy Spirit to saturate us through and through. To just, you know, like a sponge is saturated through and through uh, when you dip it down in the, in the sink and the water fills it. That's the idea, just through and through. Wendy once in a while uh, gives uh, the kids like uh, chocolate milk, you know, and so she'll get the cocoa out or chocolate or whatever it is, a powder, brown powder stuff. Um, I guess it's cocoa. Is it cocoa? No, she uses the, cheats and uses the syrup. Uh, anyway, but... When she runs out of syrup, she'll use that powder, you know, and I've seen her use that powder, put that powder in there, that light brown powder, and she'll stir it a couple times, you know, and, and they'll drink it down, but at the bottom of it, it's just a black gook on the bottom because they didn't, the kids didn't want to take the time to stir and stir and stir and stir and stir and stir, and stir until all the powder is finally saturated into the milk and the milk into the powder, and it becomes good to drink that way. Uh, but that's the idea there, the, not just having a little, you know, the powder of the Word of God, you know, in the milk of your life and settling to the bottom and, and only there, you know, in extreme circumstances, but having it thoroughly mixed together with you, with what you are and who you are to where that uh, it intermeddleth and, and you intermeddle with all wisdom. That's a good phrase there to end with, all wisdom, to intermeddle with all wisdom. Uh, all that God has for you and all that you need for all that you are and, and will be. All aspects of your life. That's, that's the kind of intermeddling with all wisdom that we need. So wisdom is to be had for the asking, but there's those things in there that we need to recognize. 
are part of gaining that wisdom, a desire, a seeking, a separating, and uh, an intermeddling with all wisdom. Let's uh, uh, knock it off there so we have a little time for our, uh, our prayer time. Ladies, you can, let's stand together. We'll uh, have the men, if you would, men, come up to the front here in these first uh, eight rows here or so on my left. And ladies, uh, you'll head out, follow Wendy.